0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females.
1: Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best to take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it.
0: Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know.
1: And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello. Hi. You all right? Yeah. You?
0: Absolutely terrific.
1: Welcome back to... The podcast.
0: Did we not say an intro anyway? I don't know. Like, hello?
1: I've not got a clue. We just say it twice. Oh, we actually just heard the intro for a very long time and I've actually just said to Phil like I want to re-record it.
0: We want a new intro, don't we?
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Mm.
0: What music would you choose if you had to do it again?
1: Don't know. That's the hardest part. Is it? Yeah. Don't like it, though. I feel like I'm more confident speaking to a microphone in an empty room now.
0: Eh? Do you? Mm. It's not that empty, aren't
1: Oh, it's very empty then.
0: It's not very nice, is it?
1: Anyway, this is episode forty seven. We've done quite a few now. I was just saying that. We've nearly been doing it a year.
0: We have. In five weeks we will have. Yeah. Should we get a um should we have a celebration? Yeah. We could do that, um should have like a prize or something. Some kind of like
1: competition. No, we've tried this. No, we've tried to give people part of the moon. <laughs> no one contributed.
0: Yeah, I know, but I don't think they believed us. Oh. Why well, did I you could, not believe us? I don't we they believed it was actually gonna send people to the moon. I just think we should have like a a yearly right, it's been a year. Thanks for listening. It's something for free? Kick that or something.
1: If you tag us in your story and write us a little recommendation.
0: Recommendation?
1: Yeah, like to tell people come listen to our podcast. All oh, right. We'll put you in a prize draw for our yearly episode, and we'll tell you who the winner is on our yearly episode.
0: Is that a thing?
1: Yeah, I think that should be a thing. I was just come up with that idea. Just now, it sounds good, doesn't it?
0: But you've not told them what the prize is. All
1: oh, right, surprise. Brilliant. Surprise has got the word prize in it. put the word
0: prize in surprise.
1: How good's that? You
0: know, mental. I'm insane. Find finding out a lot already on this podcast, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Again, we're back to words. Anyway. <laughs> we should have a word of the week? <laughs> I
0: keep saying this, but you won't let me have enough section to the podcast. <gasps>
1: You have added all kinds of sections to this podcast.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, you won't let me add another one. That's what I'm getting yeah, at. Like, you, you've hit a point now. This is enough sections. I've,
1: I'm done with sections. This podcast is getting longer and longer.
0: You know when we're doing an intro? Yes. Can we have um, section intros? <laughs> what are they called?
1: Well, uh, like jingles? Yeah. I don't know if they call called... It. It's only because I listen to... Um...
0: Yeah, but that's different, though. Because I'm a Shagnar and I know the jingles, the first bit of the intro. Like, I mean, like, the bits in between. Like, can we have, like... Uh, what's the word you always use that you don't like me doing? Segways. Yeah, can we have like segue music.
1: <gasps> what, are you going to record it yourself?
0: Well, we can do it together if you want because you'll not approve of whatever I do, so.
1: What, is what we're saying, when we get to... Jen, could
0: you mute your laptop, I was, please?
1: That's so funny because I was literally just about to say, are we saying, committing to when we get to 52 episodes, we're going to get more professional. And then that happened. That's literally what I was just about yeah. to say.
0: Don't use the word professional in this. <laughs> anyway, this week, Jen K.
1: This week, before you tell, ask me what we're talking about, I'll just tell them. We're talking about how to get more hours in your day. And
0: how would you do interesting,
1: that? Interesting, because yeah. we can't create hours. Can we, Phil? Here we go. Can we? Well, I
0: hope so. we not going to have anything to speak about for We next. can't
1: create new hours. There's no more hours in the day to physically You're not get. To.
0: They'll turn off now. Oh,
1: so, spoil alert. No. <laughs> we no.
0: can't physically create more. She's, lying. She's <laughs> lying. Stay listening. We'll show you how to get more hours in your day, all right? Anyway. She's lying.
1: Not having enough time. I, th- I think this is probably one of the kind of common struggles people come to us with.
0: Oh, most common. Which Top is there. really
1: good because I feel like people come to us not expecting us to help them with time management. But I would say that's one of our strengths and therefore we help people with that quite a lot. Because um, if you can create more time... You've got more time to work on yourself and do things for yourself. 100%. So I think it's one of those things that when I know people always say, "I didn't really expect working with Little and Byrne to be this," and I think this is probably one of the
0: that things that people
1: lot. don't expect, isn't it? I
0: think like I said a lot for a hundred different reasons, but yeah. Like time management, structure, organisation—that that kind of like level of stuff. Yeah, and I think we all need it, whether we whether we like to admit it or not. I used to hate having to admit it. Mm. I like. My, I, I remember my manager sitting me down in one of my very first meetings with him and I didn't want to be told that I needed to be better time managed. Uh, manage my time better. I didn't mm-hmm. want that. I didn't like that. That was not nice to hear because I was like, no, nah, I manage my time really well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. It's very insulting. And then I just... Realise that I just need to listen more than I speak. But I
1: do, I do actually think that everybody could probably always work on time management. I don't actually think it's something that you just get good at. I think there's always ways that you could improve your time management because I think it's one of those things that like you can be really good at it one day and then really shocking at it the next day. Like I were going to
0: swear that. <laughs> Certainly, get, not getting more professional. Are we?
1: No, but you can, can't you? Yeah. And I think
0: it's like anything though. There's never there should never be an end goal with time no. management. I know time management is a really boring subject, and hopefully we'll make it sound a bit fun over the next 20 minutes or so, but... Can't guarantee it. Can't guarantee it. But I think it's something that, like, it'll always evolve because your life's always moving anyway. Mm. So you can't just kind of... I don't know what the phrase is that Joe always says. I was was getting it wrong, so I'm not going to try and say it, but you can't just have, like, a permanent solution. It's going to have to yeah. change because life changes, and I genuinely believe that the most successful people, are the ones that adapt the quickest, yeah. not the ones that have the best plan.
1: Do you know what I see this in mums quite a lot who say like, "Oh, I was just like, I just it's very often I want to I want to get to the weight that I was before I have a baby," and I'm like, "What? Yeah, but why? Because I felt better then, but why?" And do you know what? A lot of it comes down to the root is that obviously you you, you do more for yourself before you have a kid hmm. naturally, but. I think a lot of the mums that we finally we work with need probably to work a little bit more on the time management side of things because when you get when you have a kid listen I hope no one took offense to that but when when you have a kid you do have less time for yourself mm, like true. naturally you do so you've got to be more clever with the time that you do have mm-hmm. and, and find ways to adapt. I think a lot of people just assume that or if you, don't, if you don't get flexible with the time management and try and keep doing what you've always done, I think that's where that kind of conflict comes in. Like, mm-hmm. we found it with the dog, didn't we? Still are doing. Yeah, it's, it's taken us, like, a good few months to figure out ways that we can best use our time. Now we've got a dog demanding our attention. And I think that idea that the amount of time you have Is always going to change. Like when Mm -hmm. you get a new job, when you are working overtime, when you have kids, when you have a, when you uh, move house and you renovate. In like, it's a super flexible thing that you Mm -hmm. need to be constantly reflecting on, basically, isn't it?
0: And I think as well for us, something we've learned, and I'm openly admitting that I'm still struggling with, but I'm trying to work towards, is this idea that previously, before getting Reggie. For us, success was having a really good amount of structure. And so I used to almost... Um, not rate my week, but like that's what I deemed a success. If I had a really structured week where everything went to plan, I was like, yeah, I've smashed it. Or if when something didn't quite go to plan, I managed to like adapt to what I needed to do. I was like, yeah, I've smashed it. That's what I wanted. Whereas now, success is how flexible I can be. And that's such a big, difficult transition. And yeah. I'm sure mums struggle with that as well. Yeah. And potentially dads.
1: It is really difficult. But it, like, I think we we've like phil just said like we we thrive on structure Mm. and and if you're someone who thrives on structure and then you get a dog or you have a kid or something happens in your life where you can't be structured it can really it really throws you doesn't it it really does and that then tends to lead to kind of chaos in your mind Mm -hmm. and then that spills over into your daily habits because you let things slide because you've now not got the time to do things in where you would normally do them. And then this is where it comes back to why time management is so important when you're looking after your health.
0: So, should we dive into the four things then? Yes. Because I feel like um, the, these four things are generally not necessarily difficult to do long-term because they are. But to get started with, these are four things that you could literally do today. Yeah. Pretty much. You can just yeah, get started straight could. away. Which is really beneficial because I think a lot of the time... A lot of the strategies, tips, tools, and stuff we give out are very kind of like, you've got to kind of keep doing it. It's all about consistency. And I guess there is some consistency involved in this. But the first thing, and this is one of the first things we do with clients when we're helping them with time management, is we do something called stop, start, continue. And the reason that we do it, I'll tell you what it is in a second, but the reason that we do it is because often we find that the reason that you've got no hours in your day is because you're doing something at some point at every second of the day. And the best way I ever got this explained to me was, it's physically impossible to do nothing. So if you were sat on the floor, staring at the wall, you're sat on the floor staring at the wall, you're not doing nothing. You actually are still doing something. So we're all doing 24 hours of something every single day. We're working, we're sleeping, we're walking, we're training. Whatever it is we're doing, we're still doing something, even if we're just watching Netflix. Now, Stop, Start, Continue allows us to change that because... As you can tell from the title of it, you grab a bit of paper, put two lines down the middle so you've got three columns, Right, stop at the top of one of them, start at the top of the middle one, continue at the top of the third one. And all you simply do is just write in there, what are the things that you need to stop doing that are wasting your time?
1: You need to brain dump it all out first.
0: Well, yeah. Then you
1: can organise it.
0: Yeah. You need to basically know what all these things are yeah. first, of course. But stop is basically all the stuff that's wasting your time. All the stuff that is not actually serving you. And that doesn't mean stop watching Netflix or stop doing anything that's and that you enjoy doing. It doesn't mean that, because that's probably something you do still need to continue doing. But there'll be things in there that just aren't benefiting you whatsoever.
1: And it might not be that you stop doing that forever. It might just be like, I don't need to be doing that right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I I actually... Like, the world isn't going to end, nothing's going to fall apart if I stop doing this thing yeah. for now. Because I think when you're overwhelmed, understanding what's going to happen, like, ask yourself, is it critical? Like, is is this going to affect my health or my financial situation if I stop doing it right now? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that bit comes in, isn't it?
0: And then bringing it in to start, is what's the things that you actually need to do? Because a lot of the time when we're trying to do anything, whether it's irrelevant of what it is whether it's losing weight uh improving your relationship with food or whether it's something completely different like becoming uh getting a promotion or whatever you know earning more money building your own business or side hustle or whatever it is you're wanting to achieve and therefore feel like you need more hours in your day for quite often when we start we just try and go all in and we're like right i need to do this and this and this and this and that this is why it's really important to go actually what do i actually need to start doing like what, what are the actual things that I need to do? What what do I need to start doing that's actually going to help me? What's going to serve me and what am I actually going to get a benefit from? And then, of course, continue is what is the stuff that you're doing right now that you need to continue doing? Mm-hmm. What are the things that are actually helping you, whether it be whether it's tiny or quite a lot, but what is actually going to help you to continue moving in the direction that you want to move into and writing all those things into there to give you a clear picture of right, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing and what do I need to continue doing? And This can be incredibly helpful for a million one different reasons of course in regards to getting more hours into your day and we'll kind of talk in a second about how you can use it even further and a bit deeper to become a bit more structured but what it can ultimately do as well it'll help with any kind of overwhelm because when you're in a position where you're trying to achieve something it's very easy for you to just feel like there's just too much to do Mm. there's just there's so much stuff no matter what you're trying to achieve will always be stuff and some of the stuff is, is beneficial some of it's more beneficial than others and some of it's just a waste of time. And that overwhelm will only ever be reduced when you get clear on that. If you allow everything to run around your head, and we're not saying you're doing it on purpose, but if you allow all these things to continue just running around your head, you're not clear on the things that you need to stop doing, the things you need to start doing, and the things that you need to continue doing. And so you'll become overwhelmed naturally. And as we know, when you're overwhelmed, it can be very difficult to take action and do something, mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I've, just, I've just got a big to-do list, I've got like 25 things to do, and I just can't get them all done.
1: If you're like me at that point as well, you're going to self-sabotage behaviour and you do none of it.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I've, I've spoken to quite a few people as well recently about this idea that when they feel like they've got a lot of things to do, they actually end up doing nothing, mm-hmm. because... they can't process all that stuff and this can be really really useful to help you kind of work through that can't it
0: yeah i think you spend more time thinking about doing the things than actually doing them
1: and then this can become like a really nice working document as well where you kind of keep reviewing it and you go do you know what actually looking at my start stuff i can move some of that into continue now because i feel like i'm just doing that with like without any thought process i'm just kind of it's naturally happening again i've fallen back into that habit i'm just going to continue doing that and do you know what actually fuck i've got a bit more headspace now i'll bring some of this one from my stock column i'm going to start doing that again i'm going to put that in my start column and i think it's keeping it as quite a fluid thing isn't it to to help you manage the ebb and flows of life basically
0: i think it'd be nice as well if you can use trello quite well Mm, trello would be a great place to do it because you can drag things across whereas if it's a piece of paper you're going to be constantly ripping it up and changing it not that you need to do this every morning obviously but uh Mm. something like trello or if you or excel or something that's a working document so you can just drag things around and like Jen said well i started doing that three months ago and i'm smashing it so if you like continue
1: if you like just crossing stuff out and stuff like me Mm. on the paper yeah, I can do Like, right. I find it quite satisfying to cross the phone.
0: I find it satisfying on Trello. Yeah. We're
1: very different in that close. way, aren't we? You well, well, I get I a notification pop-up,
0: and it's like, oh, you've completed that client's training program. I'm like buzzing, and then I tell them, and then just <laughs> dead happy about it all.
1: And then this leads quite nicely into time blocking as well, I think. 100%. Because once you've got clear on what it is that you need to be doing, I think time blocking then becomes a really useful tool on actually getting it done. Mm-hmm. So... This is something I don't think I'd heard of until you said your it was your business coach when you were PT wasn't it that mm-hmm. taught you through this? But essentially,
0: that's the same guy that sat me down and said I need to get better at time management. I was like, yeah, that's not very nice,
1: <laughs> but he was right. Basically, what you do is you like you have all your hours of your day down one side of the page, and all your days of the week across the other, and you essentially just map out what you're going to be the doing. Top. Sorry, across the top, yeah. yeah. In, and you just essentially map out what you're going to be doing when mm. for each part of the day. And there'll be things in there that like are quite static and you do the same time every day, same time every week that you can kind of keep in. And it might be that that's all you do for you. I think the time blocking is, is really has to be used in a way that you find it best because some people thrive on having everything mapped out. Some people thrive on having more of a, looser structure, but I think it's finding a way that it works for you so that you know basically roughly what you're doing at what time of each day. And I think there's a lot to be said for the act of writing something down and mapping it out and planning in time for it to make sure that something actually gets done. And then the other side of that is um thinking about how long it takes you to do something. Mm-hmm. So there's something called Parkinson's Law which says that however long you give yourself for a task is how long you will take to do that task so even if you give yourself or like say you wanted to do a job that took you five minutes but you had an hour you would take an hour to do that job just because that's the way it is whereas if you only allocated yourself five minutes to do that job you would get that job done in in five minutes and i think That's why time blocking is really good, isn't it? Because you can go, right, okay, I'm blocking this in. How long does it take me to do this? And we have a lot of clients who take this and use it in work as well, don't they? Mm -hmm. Um, And just blocking out work tasks and, and actually have found that they've got more productive in work. So it's not only beneficial for managing your time outside of work, but it can be really great for managing your time inside of work so that you actually do a better job and get things done at a higher level in work and actually get out on time because you're not procrastinating and spending hours on a task that could only take you half an hour if you've blocked it out and it's, it's really great as well, it's an, it can be a real eye-opener as well when you actually map out all the hours in the day and you put in what you're doing at the minute and you're like, well, what am I doing with this hour here? And doing nothing. What do I normally do at this time of this day? And you, you actually can find pockets of time very often by just writing down what you actually do in a week and going, blimey, I quite clearly waste a lot of time in these bits of um, my day. Um, and ultimately
0: so, as well, what you'll find is that it isn't that difficult to do because when you look at a week, I never remember the exact number, is that 169 hours in a week or 167? 168, I think it is. It's in between, isn't it? Um yeah, so let's say it is 168. I think it is. Yeah, 168 hours, I've got a plan. You probably work for sleep. Work and sleep for about a hundred of them. So it's not 168 hours, you've got a plan. Straight away, like Jen said, you're gonna block out things like sleep and work. If you work eight to ten hours a day, five days a week, that's forty to fifty hours. If you sleep eight hours a night, That's 50 hours a week. So you're already at 100. You've already blocked out that you're not going to be doing anything Mm -hmm. in any way. And of course, you can then break it down and start time blocking within work so you can become more productive, like Jen said. But ultimately, the starting point is just making sure that you've got an idea of what am I actually doing with my time? And quite often, it's for most of us, me and Jen included, uh, when we first started doing it, it was actually not that much because I can definitely use my time a lot better.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Sorry. I was on that a little bit there.
0: You do that when I speak a lot, it's fine.
1: Yeah, I know. Hmm. Um, and another part of that is, this is just a little share of something that we do. And I think it can be really helpful when you feel like, um, I used to work on to-do lists a lot and actually found they were a massive hindrance because I felt like it was never ending. Mm-hmm. So if you're a to-do list person, this might be a really, really good one for you. Um, because I feel like the to-do list was my overwhelmed brain dump that we talked about. like that was where everything that I needed to get done was done and I felt like every time I crossed something off something ended up on the end again. So um something that we do now is we think about right, what are our top three priorities for today? And we make sure that they're done first, they're done and like when we're at our best in the day. Um, and if we do those three things then that's it we consider our day a success anything else after that is just a bit of a bonus and I think if you can look at it like that if you're feeling super overwhelmed it's got right okay let's look at all these things I've got to do or what's in my start column or what's in my continue column which are the three things that I can do today that are of the highest priority um, and I think by just breaking it down and saying, I'm only doing these three things. And then once I've done them, that's it. My day is a success. Mm-hmm. I think it gives more of a sense of achievement than feeling like you never get through anything.
0: Absolutely. It's that purpose as well, isn't it? It's knowing what actually is success to you. Yeah. Because like you said, you have this big, long to-do list. You just keeps getting pushed on and pushed on and pushed on. Mm-hmm. And I think we, as humans, I think we crave to-do lists because we like to feel mm-hmm. busy. Oh, I've got loads to do. I'm just such a busy person. And in reality... 90% of that to-do list isn't a to-do. Mm. It doesn't need to be done. It can move. You, you, We really do need to get better at prioritizing, I think, to enable us to be more productive. Mm. But out of the four things that we've come up with, obviously we've run through the first two, stop, start, continue, and time lock in. This next one's probably the only one that you can, yes, start doing, but it's probably the only reactive one. Mm. The other three, obviously we've not spoken about the fourth one yet, yeah, but the other three are the more proactive, the things that you can do in order to give you more time. This one in itself is going to be a reactive strategy that will inevitably give you more time. But I would say probably out of the four, it's potentially the most difficult one. It's the one that the most people struggle with, but it's the one that has the biggest impact, I find, in regards to protecting your time. And that's learning when you need to say no. And there's ways that we can go about that that are, are a lot nicer than just saying no, because we appreciate and understand when someone says, Hey, fancy going for a coffee and you've not got time, you don't just want to reply saying no. But that's the end goal of the conversation that the time that that person has allocated to see you, you don't see them during that time because you are busy doing something else for you. Now that could be something really important like a meeting at work, or it could be something that I think is just as important, but for whatever reason society isn't seen as important, like having a bath. Mm-hmm. Because it's super important that you look after you. And the only way you can have hours in your day is if you don't allow other people to dictate the hours in your day. And this is where time blocking can become really important but, and this is going to sound really blunt, it's also where time blocking is really pointless. Because if you're going to block out your week and then you're just not going to say no to anybody and you're going to allow other people to plan your week, it's pretty pointless time blocking. Because you've not actually given yourself an opportunity to do what you've said you wanted to do or the things that you you know needed to do that week in order to move yeah. forward. What you've done instead is someone else has time blocked for you.
1: Yeah, and I think I think there's something in this idea that like people pleasing is seen as quite a positive quality. Mm -hmm. Or I'm I'm someone who just like yeah I'll just do I love helping people like I always want to give everything to everyone like I want to be there for my friends I want to make sure I'm doing a really good job at work like so you end up always saying yeah and I think it's seen as this like oh she's such a helpful person she always stays late like she always helps out she'll always be there for me and I think. What the danger is with that, and I'm not saying it isn't a bad thing completely, but what I'm saying is there's a di- the, the flip side and the danger to that is that you end up giving so much to other people that you forget to give anything to yourself. And in the long term, you then can't give anything to anyone else because you've nothing left to give.
0: That's the big thing, because ultimately, if you are a people pleaser, if you genuinely want other people to be pleased... Why would you only ever give 20, 30, 40% of what you can actually give them? Mm-hmm. Surely you want to give them 100. And by not actually serving yourself first, you're giving them 20, 30, percent Me and Jen are really open and honest about this, that we make sure that our routines and structures and things that we do for us on a day-to-day basis are there so that we can give as much to clients as possible. We can't just get up every single day and just constantly be speaking to other people or else we'd be shattered. Yeah. So we need to train. We need to get our steps in. We need to be you know, thinking about nutrition. We need to be thinking about sleep and stress management. We, Hence why we've got our own coach because we need that level of accountability. We need somebody who's going to provide us with that because by doing all of those things, we're then at our best and by being at our best, we can then give our best. Mm-hmm. If we don't do all those things, if we just keep saying no what people pleasers and we want all our clients to be really happy and therefore we do nothing for us, We'll only give 20, 30, 40%. They won't get the best version of us. They'll get a worse service. And our argument will be, yeah, but it's because we're people-pleasers. Yeah. It won't work.
1: And I think we went off on a slight tangent there, but the reason behind that is if you're people-pleasing, you're giving a lot of your time to other people when you could be doing more for yourself. Mm -hmm. So the idea of getting more hours back is by learning, not necessarily to say no, but to say or not just yet, thanks, sorry. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it gets key. And I think if you can just learn to say, oh, I can't do it right now, can I do it? And then block it in at a time that suits you. I think that is where you start to get hours back for yourself because you're like, right, okay, I've planned in to do this. I'm going to do this so that I get done what I know I need to get done. And then I'll do the things that somebody else needs me to do because... That is what I've planned in my day. And I know I'll get everything done if I do that.
0: And realistically, if someone's asking to... Let's take an example. Like someone's asking to meet you for a coffee. If they say, do you want to go for coffee tomorrow at two o'clock? But you'd planned to go for a walk to get some headspace. And you know you need that in the middle of the day because it's really beneficial. What you've got to remember is that they're only asking you to go for a coffee at two o'clock tomorrow. Because that's when they're free. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it in a way in which you have to say yes. They're basically just saying, I'm free at two. Do you, you know, should we go for a car? Can we go for a coffee? If you say, oh, I'm not free at two. Can we go at four? And they say no. Then you're both just basically protecting your own time, which is fine. Like, and that's then not you a bad thing. find
1: another time that works yeah. for both of you. What
0: about six? No, can't. Well, what about eight? Oh, yeah, I'm free. Oh, I'm free as well. Brilliant.
1: Oh, you might have been to the walk.
0: Although I probably don't go for a coffee at eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. But the point <laughs> is that you, you're... If they're not willing to change, so if the conversation is different, if you say, no, sorry, uh, I'm really busy. Could we do this time? And they're like, no, I want to do that time. I don't want to change the time. That's someone who's just sapping your time. Mm. That's someone who just wants... They're they're thinking of their time and the fact that they're free more than your time. And so it's super important that you can protect it even further because it's really difficult to Mm. do. But it's so important.
1: Yeah. And then the last one is just exercise.
0: Which is probably the most, I guess, unexpected. Because when it comes to exercise, a lot of people are like, well, I don't have time to exercise. Yeah. So how's exercise going to give me more time? And fortunately, there's been a lot of research, a lot of studies done into this. And The first way it does it is very different from the second way. But the first way is it's shown to actually increase productivity. So if you work a 10-hour day, and you believe you don't have an hour to train, that probably feels true. But at the minute, that's probably because during those 10 hours, you're potentially not being as productive as you potentially could be. By training, reducing things like brain fog, increasing productivity, making you more aware, making you more proactive, helping you to be sharper, helping you to get more done in less amount of time, you will then be more productive. And therefore, that hour that you spent on an exercise, or 30 minutes, whatever it is you spent exercising, will allow you to then get more done in the hours that you used to basically get less done in so you technically then get more hours back just because you've exercised and the second way that does it is a bit more longer term but mm-hmm. as we know exercise is incredible for our health and can actually keep us on the planet a little bit longer so if you're not exercising the length of time you've got on earth has been shown to be less if you are exercising the amount of time you're going to get on earth is is more and so surely by just exercising You're actually going to get not just more hours or weeks or months, but you're actually going to get years back just by doing 30 to 45 minutes a day, three times a week. Winner. Absolutely win-win.
1: Winner.
0: Easy as that. So it's not-
1: The wear takes it (laughs) all. And it's not
0: about anything intense or anything, you know, you're not becoming a powerlifter. You're not becoming a a bodybuilder. It's not that. It's just exercise in general. And- As you know, we've done probably 10 podcasts on this already. Exercise is what you make of it. It doesn't have to be a specific thing. So you become more productive. You spend longer on earth, which means you get even more, not just hours in your day, but years to your life. So that, for me, makes it worthwhile.
1: It does, Philip. It really, really does.
0: So stop, stop, start, continue. Time block. Learn to say no. Start exercising. Get more hours in your day. you get more done. You'll feel more productive. You'll be happier, healthier, live longer. Win-win.
1: yes Love imagine that. how good you'd feel if you're doing all that i know i do when i'm doing all that i feel brilliant and i think there's something in the fact that you don't need to do all of that at all times for the rest of your life like that isn't going to be easy it isn't going to be no. that easy like it's not a case of you start doing this and then boom you're sorted like there'll be times where you don't time block a thing and you feel overwhelmed so much that you want to cry and do nothing and you say yes to everyone and then don't do anything for yourself and don't do any exercise at all and that's okay too. Mm. <laughs> but it's just knowing that if you can implement some of them into your life, then you get some more hours back.
0: And ultimately, I would say do all of these at some point, mm. but just don't do all of them tonight. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. think yeah. about don't, how you can do it step by step.
1: Create yourself. Or oh, add to the problem by yeah. um, creating more overwhelm by trying to do all these yeah, soon as soon as the podcast has ended. I don't
0: get a DM tomorrow morning saying, well, actually, Phil, do you know what? I did all of them last night and ended up in bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. I had less hours <laughs> and now I'm tired. Right, take your time. There's no rush. Anyway, Jen K, Yeah. Shall I put you on the spot? Yeah. Fantastic news. This one came through from Jess. It was only yesterday, actually. Last night it was. She
1: sent me one for you as well. Did you? Yeah, I'm buzzing for it. So,
0: so. I hope it's the same one because I'm mean in the first.
1: Jen
0: so, <laughs> yeah. K. Me. would you rather mm. only be able to whisper or only be able to shout <laughs> I, hope I, know well, which I feel one like, like I'm on
1: number two already mm.
0: <laughs> not far off <laughs>
1: Phil constantly shouts at me when I'm on a call with a client. That's not true.
0: It's because not
1: nice. I am, well, you don't shout, you've not got never shouted. in you. You're the opposite, you're the whisper one. I've I'm
0: never once shouted. shouted at
1: you. I've got voice like a fog on. No, oh, you did shout at me the other week and it really shocked me. Yeah, yeah you shouted at me. You made me go out and had a walk because I was really stressed.
0: That was a different kind of shouting at you, though. Yeah,
1: I know, but it really shocked me. It shocked me At the door anyway.
0: I, I didn't shout, I just got stern.
1: <laughs> it was funny. You don't Not laugh. in hindsight.
0: You were struggling. At the time
1: I was like, <gasps> what's going on?
0: <laughs> you were struggling and you wasn't taking on my advice.
1: So you sternly told me. To
0: so go. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to stop being nice. I'm going to be blunt. No
1: more Mr. Nice Guy, around here. But I was
0: blunt in a nice way. No, you weren't. You were And you me. came back and you felt fantastic. I did,
1: you're right. You I went. needed it. You did. I'm not complaining about the shouting because it's the only time you've ever done it in five years.
0: Mm, I'm just not shouting. Five years. I time. just think there's a better way. I know this isn't the question, but I just think there's a better way to solve something than having the volume higher. Like, if you don't like what you're watching on TV, you don't turn it up. You don't get better because you've turned it up. If anything, turn it off.
1: That's a good point, Phil. Thank you. Turn that stupid programme off that we started watching last night. Oh,
0: What was it? Squid Game?
1: Squid Game. Oh, that was alright. Someone tell us if it's actually decent, but it, it did not start well.
0: We need to start watching Vigil, don't we? Yeah, we need Is do that what do. it's called, or Vigil?
1: <laughs> I don't think it's that one.
0: I don't know. How to, I've never heard anyone say it.
1: Vigil. I don't know. I could be calling you. It could be right. Vigil. <laughs> vigil.
0: I think it's vigil, but it could be vigil. You
1: saying vigil? Really, like vigil,
0: vigil, what? vigil, vigil. So I just have to say more Wigan, do
1: Right. Going back to the question.
0: Mm-hmm. Which one is it the be?
1: whisper chocolate? No. <laughs> then are not a shape, then.
0: Brilliant. What's a shout bar? <laughs> sure. Should we bring out a shout bar? Yeah,
1: that would be good. Is there such a thing. I don't feel like there is.
0: You feel like there is. Yeah. I feel like it's a purple packet with white it's writing boost. on. Boost. No, that's blue. Is it? Yeah, purple packet. With, I'm, I'm sure it's it. a shout bar. Yeah, I'm as well now.
1: <laughs> anyway, I think it would have to be. I'd actually go for whisper, you know, because I really can't abide like like people who've got forgotten voices, and they understand that I'm one of them, mm. but I really just don't like it.
0: Yeah, when I we're don't out anywhere, it. I'm just a little you bit ate deaf. It, don't you? Like if we're out anywhere and someone's oh, speaking a little bit louder, you're like, I wish they just.
1: But I think this is my problem, I can't, I've not got very good hearing, so I shout because I can't hear, and then when other people are shouting, I can't hear. You can't what? Ah! <laughs> you're such a joker. Well, is that all? That like, note, when I'm, burning, I'm burning it, I'm burning it. <laughs> you're
0: not allowed. So are you saying you'd whisper?
1: Yeah, I think I would whisper for the rest of my life, definitely, because I just feel like it would be a calmer experience, wouldn't it?
0: Does anybody Imagine. know how we can make this happen? No fans. <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's a way that we could. I think it's worked. It'd benefit us both. I think making the podcast would be really difficult if I was doing this all the time. It's really weird now if they can't hear you on the microphone because it just sounds like a silence for like quite like a few seconds. I'll go closer to the microphone and do it over there. Now like it's the just down. creepy. Speak normally for it. Right. I laugh whispering. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you'll keep that up because you laugh really loudly <laughs> and snort. and You can't do a quiet like snort, can you? Right. So you're going to whisper. Perfect. Perfect. Learn it or burn it. Are you ready? Yes. Terrific. <laughs> the police called at my door the other day. Oh, did they? They did. They said, uh, We've received some complaints. Your dog's been chasing people on bikes. No, oh,
1: it doesn't surprise me.
0: I said, Obviously, you must have the wrong house. My dog doesn't even have a bike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I will laugh more at the fact. A picture of a dog in a bike.
0: Hmm. Well, I guess that's part. Of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah it is.
1: that's kind of. I learned that one. Like that
0: one. Do you like that one? It's
1: funny that it's called "Learn it or Burn It" because there's no way that I'd ever remember any of these jokes. I could not.
0: I think that's the irony of it. Uh,
1: apart from the one about throwing your eye. What? I can't see. I can't even remember it.
0: You, there's no throwing your eye. Wasn't that one? Yeah. you just, threw my eye. You eye. just caught my eye. Yep. You would never, that's one of the most difficult ones to remember. You remember the balloon one and you, there's no way you'd remember the eye one.
1: I can't even remember the one-liners.
0: No you can't. There's can't. one
1: about a bit of pie. There's
0: one about TV. Can't turn that down.
1: Yeah, and mm. I should remember that one because you'd say it all the time as well. Mm. This is why I just love jokes. Mm. Because I think of all the times I can laugh at the same joke.
0: I pulled the Norway joke this weekend, and one of the lads found it hilarious. I thought it was just.
1: I did it to my dad too.
0: I thought it was just a a well known.
1: Norway. I
0: was like, no way. genuinely found it hilarious. I was like, is this not. I went straight in, I was like, I've got a joke about mushrooms if you want as well. (laughs) Still,
1: still you go to.
0: Because it's funny.
1: Oh, there's not mushroom for it.
0: Right, in that case then, we better go, aren't we?
1: Yeah.
0: It's been terrific as always.
1: It has. It's really excellent talking to a room full of no one.
0: Mm, I'm enjoying it. I it's been nearly like, a year and we're still here, so...
1: Yeah, I really like it. It makes me feel... With, it fills me with joy. It's yeah. my favourite part of the week.
0: Terrific news. I'm glad you're still here doing it?
1: Yeah. Um, so, if you agree and it's the favourite part of your week, I know that's quite a bold statement to make, but we'd love it if you did us a little share a share on Instagram. Give us a little tag. mm Give us a little recommendation. mm Tell all your pals to come and listen to us. You could even
0: like it, subscribe to it, rate it, and review it if you've got... In fact, if you get all this time blocking done, you'll have loads of time, so you'll have loads of time to get this done.
1: But mainly do the show and the recommendation, because then we'll put you into our little... Prize draw. Prize draw for one year of the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast. We'll
0: come up with something a bit better next week so you can like fully understand what the prize is and what we're going to be doing.
1: Excuse me, what's wrong with my idea?
0: You don't have a prize.
1: Right, well, we'll just come up with a prize because we're not changing my idea because it was dead good.
0: All right, Jen, if I said to you, I've got a competition, what I want you to do is I need you to, every single day, go out in the front garden and just do uh, 100 star jumps, 100 burpees, <laughs> and then just roll around in the grass. And you went, what am I going to get? And I went, well, I don't know yet, but if you could just do it for the next few weeks, every morning, I'll then tell you what the prize is. <laughs> Would you do it?
1: If yeah, that's a lot more effort than just tagging in and putting a recommendation on your story, in it?
0: All right then. So if I said to you, you had to tag and recommend this podcast, I mean, hopefully you want to do that, anyway. So be honest yeah,
1: award right? for a secret prize.
0: For a secret prize. Yeah. Or would you?
1: If I was listening to any of the podcasts that I currently listen to, and they told me to do that, I would definitely do it, even if I didn't know what the prize was.
0: Yeah, it's because we listen to Stephen Barlitz and he's a multi-billionaire, so the prize is going to be pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> probably going to send you a private jet. <laughs> of course you're so concerned.
1: that's not in the budget.
0: <laughs> but the moon is right. <laughs> Have an incredible week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing, liking, rating, reviewing and sending it across. We will catch you next week.